0: Hi everyone and welcome to Cooking Goals, you're listening to The Cooks and here we talk to motivated people who are actually doing something, how they got to where they are and their goals for the future. The aim of this podcast is to inspire people to create goals for themselves, to push towards and surpass them. Whether it be small goals like running a four minute kilometre or big goals like owning a home, I want this space to be somewhere people can come for inspiration, to listen in on a great conversation, hopefully learn something and in the process create goals for the future. Wherever you are right now in this crazy world, I hope you are safe and well and looking after your loved ones. I just want to jump in today before this week's episode just to say that uh, I'm doing really well, if you're wondering, and that I've actually just recently started uh, one of my ventures. So, The Daily Grind, it's called, I pick up uh, used coffee grounds from cafes, coffee shops, things like that, places who basically make coffee uh, as a waste product and then redistribute that to farms, local councils and composting facilities to make sure that that doesn't go into landfill. So if you're a cafe or you know of a cafe who would be interested in having a collection bin, uh, please get in contact with me. I'd love to be able to uh, grow my business. So without further ado, we're getting to today's episode, sponsored by The Daily Grind. Today we talk to artist and new advent wakeboarder, Marcella. Back in the school days, Marcella, when we first met. Um, the way I like to start each episode is by telling the listeners actually how we met, but I thought about it and it's quite a long time ago so I couldn't really remember like my first I think my first memory of you was maybe we may have had an English class together um, with Miss Layton or something like that in year nine but I think that's my it might not even been then I might have persak you for someone else so i'm not sure
1: i can't even remember
0: it's because you know school's very School. blended in you know like if, if, they can't, if they're not in your group like you know of them yeah but then again you can't really remember when you first said hello but you have been here before yeah probably like what six years ago now i think it is
1: we're almost going to our seventh year to be honest yeah but that it's been it's been a long time
0: so you've been for a spin this morning how good in
1: I mean beautiful weather, blue yeah. skies, not a cloud in sight. I was like, I couldn't not. Yeah. <laughs> and we're in Burley, so it's
0: a place to be, hey. Yeah. And so yeah. you're still living up the, you're not living here though, you're up the road now, is that right? Um still. I'm in Broad Beach Waters. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's
1: good. I actually never thought that I would like to live obviously in Broad Beach, but obviously being Broadbeach Beach Waters, completely different. Um and then yeah, most of the houses like are still on the water. I'm always like this sort of like an ocean baby so if I'm not near the ocean I would like to be near water so it's just kind of perfect um, but my second home is here in Burley like mm. I'm always always around
0: yeah like I've been you know, I would say I've been here majority like I've definitely been here majority of my life and I can't see myself um, going anywhere anytime soon uh, yes. and even if I do have to for work I'll definitely be back or making sure I can spend my adult years here so you
1: know I Literally think that this is home for me. Like yeah. I travel and obviously right now with the situation obviously I can't travel but yeah this every single time that I just come here I just feel so at peace. Like I'm just so happy to just be around, walking around, barefooted, salty hair. It's the way that I like it. You just it.
0: kind of know everything though. Like we've been here a long time you know like school and you know, obviously now five or six years out of school still being here. Like you just like you said, it feels like home. You just you know what you know what the people, you know what to do, you know how to act, and you can definitely spot someone. I'm not saying it's a local only type of place, but <laughs> it's very touristy. But you kind of know who, who's yeah. who type of thing. So I
1: mean, the whole world is pretty small, but Gold Coast is small. Everyone oh, knows everyone.
0: <laughs> everyone knows. I say to everyone like on this show, like I'll meet someone, I go, oh yeah, I had them on my podcast. And I go, oh, he's my friend. And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> you know, like it's just the way it goes. Yeah. So. Um. I like to start the show usually by you telling listeners a bit about yourself, Marcella. So, go all in, you know, in terms of, you know, I usually say the, uh, the five W's and the H. So, who, what, when, where, why, how. So, you know, what's going on with Marcella at the moment?
1: Um, Alright, so I'm 24 years old. I actually hail from a small little country around, like, way around the world called El Salvador. Um, I came here when I was six, but we moved to Adelaide. Um, I have definitely been painting and sketching and stuff like since I could hold a pencil Um, you even have like some photos of me where like my mum's taking me to the beach and then there's like a little like tub of crayons like next to me and this little sketch pad and that's just me that's my life like I've got photos of that me growing up so Um, and then we moved to the Gold Coast like um, six years after so when I was like around 12 And then this has been, like, pretty much home ever since. It just, again, yeah, just I feel so happy here. Um, So I went to school here. Obviously, that's how we met. And then ever since we finished school, um, yeah, I've just kind of pursued my life, like, as an artist. Because I couldn't really see myself just going for, like, that 9 to 5 sort of job. Um, It just didn't suit me (laughs) and. I guess like the way that I like to live my life so um, I just made it happen any way that I could and initially that was with my parents first as well so um, they're in the hospitality um, sort of industry and so like I was helping out with them um, a few days a week then I was doing my art like um, any time that I had in the middle there and then um, obviously like just branched out from there and like where I am at this point now is just kind of this barefooted salty hair artist hippie almost looking gypsy like that does snowboarding and wakeboarding um, in her spare time and I skate obviously as well and yeah, that's pretty much me in a massive bundle of who I am. <laughs> that's
0: you got all the boards: snowboarding, <laughs> skateboarding, wake, well, wakeboarding. You got you know the board to paint on, you know.
1: Look, three years ago, I hadn't ever been on my side with anything. So like, I had only tried like skiing and obviously um, rollerblading. And then my friends forced me. I had no choice in this really, but they forced me to learn how to like snowboard, or well, at least to give it a try. And ever since then, like I fell in love with it. And then from there, it just kind of went like, okay, what can I do back home? That is kind of free. So then that's when I took up like skating. Um, so I just have like a long board. And then from there, I was just like, mm, kind of want something else that so, like, it kind of like, almost like this adrenaline sort of feel or like, I don't know, something, yeah, something fun. Can, yeah. Something fun. So then I found like the wake park and that's just in Oxenford. And Oh, I love it there like the people just everything like you even have this like slight little hill and like people will put like their blankets and then it's right in front of like where the main jumps are and that and so basically you have a show just like in front of you all the time and especially when it's a like good weather it's just so good music playing on the speakers and everyone's so nice so you can just go there by yourself and just sit and just start chatting and everyone has something to chat about like it's like oh why are you here oh, i wakeboard or i have a kid that's wakeboarding or i kind of want to wakeboard one day or like just i wanted to see some wakeboarding happen and it's just like you just make friends like so easily yeah so yeah that's and that
0: comes it. to what we were talking about before you know just being happy and doing your own thing really mm. do you feel as though like you're kind of in your own world you know like cause you are self-employed and you're doing your own um, doing your own thing, do you, do you feel as though people can't relate to that?
1: No, I, f- I actually do feel that more people nowadays can relate to that because I think more people are branching out and doing like their little small businesses, growing them, expanding um, like other hobbies, just kind of like seeing like what they can do. And especially with the time that we've had now with COVID, like, I think a lot more people can understand where I'm coming from um i think back when i was 17 and just finishing high school and me going like i want to be an artist and people going like okay so you're going to go to uni for that and i'm like no there's other ways you can go around this they're like ah okay have fun with that and then you just make it work like one way or another so yeah i think more people are just throwing themselves to the things that they actually love to do so more people are actually they can just relate they Just look at me nowadays and go like, "Yeah, hell yeah, you go, girl! Like, keep doing that." Also, I'm gonna be doing my thing too. So yeah, nah, I think
0: that was a question I had further down the track. But did you ever feel? Did you ever get that reaction? You know, in the early days when a lot of people, not myself, you know, when people say, "Oh, I'm an artist," do they kind of look at you and go, "Ooh, you know," there's that kind of stigma, like, "Oh, who's this? What do they do? Are they are they a bum? Are they just painting?" (laughs) Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not like calling that because i know you're not you're an amazing (laughs) and you're hard worker but like when you watch tv or you read books and stuff that that has that has that stigma of like oh people say i'm an artist and it's like well what does that mean to that person it's it's not necessarily Mm. for the person who's asking it's about the person who's doing it and have you ever had that reaction from people
1: not to that extent Mm. um it's more so like oh you're an artist wait can you live off that it's more so that mm. um, and even then I haven't really gotten it like too much as you would think I think more so in stuff like movies and that people think that artists get asked these questions like or they get seen in a certain way but in reality and especially in today's age like, they don't and especially when it comes to um, like social media like Instagram and like Facebook and all that and you can see what people are doing like around the world and you can see artists like they have either massive followings or they don't at all but like they they're making it work so i guess people because of social media are like being brought into the artist's personal space obviously because the artist is allowing it like they're either filming themselves they're like creating or like in their studios and whatnot and whereas like back in the day like you wouldn't be able to see that because art itself i think is not all the time, but like, let's say for me, it's a very personal and like, I'm always like just by myself and I'm really creating. So the only way that people have actually really been able to see me like painting and doing that, it's just cause like I've been posting it on like my Instagram and that. So, um, I kind of give people like a bit of a sneak peek and then they can kind of see that I'm not just like lazing around or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I am constantly producing stuff yeah. and then lately i've been kind of quiet just because i've had massive changes and i'm like in this little bubble where i'm just kind of really happy and content with like what i'm doing without the need of actually having to post it yeah but once i kind of launch new things in that that's when i'll really get into like okay so for the last couple of months this is what i've been up to um whereas at the moment i'm just kind of happy just being a little bit more quiet and just kind of um yeah, reinventing myself a little bit. Mm. So I don't really get it nowadays yeah, at all. That's like good. That I like that sort of. I think people are just being able to see that you can make a living out of it. You're not just yeah just bumming around or yeah. anything. Like you're you creating stuff, and it's actually kind of cool to see. Um, and also especially with like when COVID happens, and like obviously it is happening now, and people are still in lockdown, and that a lot of people actually turned into. Like the creative yeah no, stuff cool. so like they're like okay what can we do at home for like hours and hours on end it's just like you can paint you can um like even in, with the music industry and stuff like just pick up a new instrument or something like just to learn obviously you have enough time um but all i saw on like my social media was people going into like the arts and just really just trying to get creative in that sense so it's um i think a lot more people would see just how i don't know obviously it's almost like a like a meditation in a way but it just makes you feel really good like you don't have to be good at art to enjoy it Mm. and then that's what a lot of people i think could find in these times too. so then i don't know
0: yeah they have a misconception about what it is yeah yeah actually trying it so yeah that's good um i'm glad to hear that, that you don't get the reaction because i was like oh it's a shame if People are doing their passion and they're happy about what they're doing and that it's not seen by others. Yeah. So I'm glad that that you know hasn't happened, which is good. Now it's probably, just, like, in my opinion, like you're just you're just amazing with you. Like it's just full full blown. Your reason why you're here is to do art. Like when we were in high school and you had that painting. I don't <laughs> know if it was Angelina Jolie or I think it was like Mila Kunis or something or, yeah. like, a, or like an old lady yeah. and it was in Sayo in the and yeah. everyone was like excuse my language everyone's like what the fuck like, <laughs> Anna's in year 10 this is like this, is, this needs yeah. to be like this needs to be somewhere like mm. well, thankfully we had like the Marymount Art Show um, mm. which was great and you could produce things for that as a student or as mm. an external artist And but like seeing that then I was like well Anna's gonna be an artist like there's just, there was just no two ways about it and that was just like a, a normal assignment like do a portrait mm. of someone mm. like, I, I didn't do I wasn't doing art but like how do you feel did you have much of a reaction from that like a it was actually, initially, it was huge, you know. Like, yeah. yeah.
1: You know what? It's actually really funny with that one um, because when you had to base that, um, so like the sketch out of obviously like a photo or something. So, like the idea was you get a photo, you grid it, and then you make it, you like blow it up a little bit bigger. And so, you're sketching the whole thing out, like, you know, freehand in that, um, but obviously in use mm. of the grids. And then, obviously, doing that with um, pencils and the my teacher at the time actually said no that i couldn't do that particular photo just because of the angle of it and i was like miss why and then she was just like no you have to choose a um like a model or whatever that's front on so then you know like it's i don't know easier or whatever you have to make it with the angles and i just looked at her and i was like no i'm not gonna do that i really want to do this one And just miss please let me do it because if I do it I'll do it really good Mm. and then after a little bit more begging and me going like standing and almost like stamping my foot in the middle of the classroom while everyone's watching me almost do a little mini tantrum she finally agreed and she was like fine you can do it and that's what actually came out of it and um, obviously my teacher at the time she was just like oh my god okay I didn't realize that you were that good and I was just like, when someone actually almost goes like, oh, I bet you can't do it, I would do it. And even better than what they think. So I just thought it was really funny. I, like, put my all into it, though. Like, it was night and day I, If you ask my parents, like, I was just at home, like, just perfecting this thing because I had to make it, like, so good to just kind of um, – but no, that was always my thing. Um, <laughs> I like a challenge.
0: And it d- has it been? Have you reproduced it, or did you? Cause I saw it recently. Or is it? Um, you've, you've only done it once. Yeah, yeah. And it was that Mila Kunis one, hey.
1: Um, um, I actually don't know who it was. Yeah, to be honest, it was just something that I just saw in a magazine, and yeah. I just wanted to do it. Yeah. Um, didn't know who. Yeah,
0: but, yeah, it's insane. It was so good. And so that like kind of like you know sparked people's interest. I would say at yeah. school and like you know, like I said, teachers or mm. other students. Marymount
1: was really good though so yeah. i think it came from grade eight i was kind of a little bit not not shy but just not so i, I hadn't really grown into my personality as much i guess obviously as like being a 13 year old yeah kid of course and, you know you're going through some things <laughs> um but it was that and then also when i got a little bit more into the year i think that was a little bit like closer to the start of the year Um, that the teachers would see how I don't know I would like to do things a little bit more like different or full-on in that sense and they kind of um, grasped onto that and they used that as well like against me too so they would say things knowing that I like a good challenge and then if they were like nah we just don't think that you can do that or to that level I'd go and do it but they do it on purpose so I remember one time when I was like in grade, I think it was grade 12 and it was second st- term two, and I was in Mr. O'Keefe's class, but I had two classes um, of art, but then I was going to him for his opinion. And I had literally delivered to him like four different styled portrait things. Anyways, it was a, like, it was a portrait of me, um, but I had done one in pencil one in like some sort of like textured thing I don't even know how to explain it one was more so of like a sculpture based thing and then the other one um, was like the actual photograph itself because like I photographed it and then I edited it and then so I handed all that in one week before it was due, and that's not like usually I'm like I hand something in at the very 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 last second that I can but for me to hand that in like one week early and he just looked at it and he was like Anna like I see that you've like put in everything um like all your skills you know like of painting and sketching and like doing pattern work and almost like the sculpture side of things it's like that's all good but I think you can do better so we're not going to accept this as your final assignment and I'm looking at him going this is for my senior like this is for my op like how could you not I have a week left and then he was like no i, I know that you can do better we're not going to accept it so i was just like what am i going to do like i've done the painting i've done the sketching i've done it. and i'm like how how can i make this work so within a week i made a full-blown installation um with like there was this um kind of like a, almost like a podcast sort of thing um that i found on youtube about how um schools um like the system and the way of schools does not benefit um like the creative sides and whatever so it was this really cool thing and then i had like the lights turned off for a bit and then i had this um i got one of the typical school desks and i had to ask the principal if i could grab one of them and like literally nail it down i put like textbooks on it i put everything and everything had a meaning around it And they had never seen me do an installation before. So this was like, obviously like a first, like this is what they wanted. And then, so I had all all the art teachers and I had other students actually come in and like watch this presentation, like go on. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of that, Mr. O'Keefe came to me and he was like, that's what I'm talking about. And I'm like, oh my God, you put me like (laughs) literally under so much pressure then. But obviously you just don't know what's going to come out of it. So I honestly have to thank the like the art teachers from like Marymount. They did such a good job with me, especially being a really rebellious kid um, that just would stand up and be like, nah, I'm gonna do it this way. And then also just kind of molding me in a way. So they, they helped me along and I'd still go and visit them like to this day. Like um, I'll go into school and, you know, just pop in. And obviously right now I can't because mm. of COVID, but beforehand and then sometimes they'd let me like, almost be like a guest speaker and send my teacher class and the kids would love me because I'm just in there just going like oh no no we can do it this way and it's like the way that they want it and then I've got like the teachers going like no don't do that and I'm just like nah, it's fine it's not
0: the curriculum yeah it's fine it's fine
1: um so no but like yeah Merrimont was really good with me in that sense like art was also the place where I would go to so um, I would wag class. I would ditch other subjects. I would just I, I was a mess, but I was a pretty good student in terms of my grades. So therefore, I was allowed to do that in a really weird way. But like, I was always in the art class, and mm. I always had my art journal, like walking around school, and um, yeah. So.
0: And then, okay. so your next journey would be—I'd in you know, in my understanding, would be Marquette, right? Yes. So Marketta was the next spot. And so, when, like, looking at that, it's like, well, hang on, Anna's not even 18, or she's 18, she's got a full-blown art studio, like, so that, how, like yeah, how did this happen, because a lot of people that, wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. know, you know, like, because yeah, no. it's quite a pre- just prestigious place, some people think the Gold Coast, it's one of the top things to come, you know, visit, so.
1: Yeah, and especially in terms of, um, like, art stores, like, to actually even get your art in there is just... Cause they don't have like the space for it especially what it's like turned into now mm. um but i had been working with my parents um at the at their food store, so they do like latin mexican and so i've been working with them since i was 16. um so even like during school and everything like i was already at um like mudcada and that like just like helping out and all of that one oh. of the chicks there that was working in one of the studios um she and obviously like mum. You know, mums normally brag about their kids yeah. and being like, "My kid is that." So my mum's going like, "My kid's an artist," and I'm there going like, "Mom, mm. <laughs> like, you know, you don't have to tell the whole world." Yeah. But basically, she found out that you know I did art, and there was art studios in there, but it was completely different to like what it is now. And um, you know, you'd have like a studio that has like six different artists in it, and then they were only able to open on the Friday nights. Um, and then so those Friday nights were only like two Two times a month And um, anyways there was a space That was available It was like this tiny little wall And um, Kate she actually Came into the store and she was like Oh my god oh my god oh my god there's like a space For an artist it's $50 a week And at the time I was thinking $50 Like come on Like, this is, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was yeah. 17 at the time About to turn 18 and then I was just kind of like, oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm only working like two nights like, with my parents. And then so this, you know, that'll be like 50 bucks a week out of like my pay. And yeah. I was just like, oh, I don't know. And then mom, being my mum, she was like, kind of like shushed me. And she was like, yeah, no, no, no. Like, we'll, we'll think about it. Like, we'll, we'll let you know soon. And then Kate's like, okay, no, but I'll let them know that you're interested. So she goes off all excited. Thank you, Kate. Honestly. Um, But also thank you to my mum because as soon as we went home that night, my mum was like, no, I actually think this is a good idea. And me being like, I don't know how to sell my art. I don't know how to run anything. I mean... No offence to school, but school, you don't teach any of that crap. Even
0: when you did business like as a subject, you don't learn. You're not and I things.
1: did business as a subject. Yeah, I was never there, but like <laughs> I did business and I did all the assignments and exams and everything. Nothing taught me how to just make a living out of what I was doing. Hmm. So there I am, I'm looking at mum, and then mum's looking at me going like, look, put your all into it, put all your money into it whatever worst case scenario we got you like and then but in my eyes i was going but i don't want my parents to like
0: look after you yeah, yeah have yeah. to look
1: after me i'm gonna have to make this work somehow mm. and i was like all right i'm gonna say yes worst case scenario we'll try again in due time so basically like the next day i saw kate and i said yep yeah, like just tell them that i'm like going in and so for a couple of months, I was in this studio with like yeah five different artists, and um, and I would go in there pretty much every day, and I have like a little desk space and just create and whatnot. And I remember the first night that I had to like open at Macada, and then obviously all the artists are there, um, and then they have to you know if the if anyone's interested in their ah they go to like that person, explain a little bit about it. I was hiding. I was like around the corner, going like I really hope. No one asked me any questions about my art. They just look at it. If they think it's nice, great, okay, see ya like that. Mm. That was what was going on in my mind just because I was it feels like you're opening your soul to just random people. And I was like, no, and I only had like five little artworks, which were all from school because I had just finished, finished. school. Yeah. And so I'm just going, no 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 no, just don't ask me any questions. I was so shy. And then obviously, like, I had to do this, like, two times a month, which then it actually turned, turned to, like, every Friday because my cat switched it, and instead of, like, letting that fall into, like, nothing, they made it every Friday, um, because you had the Saturday night, which was, like, the typical, like, the, all the food and whatnot, so, um... But, yeah, and then eventually I just got better and better at being able to, like, talk about my art and that and, like, you know, like, what it means to me and, like, who am I and, like, what my plans are. Because people ask you everything. Yes. And they put you on the spot. And, like, not necessarily meaning that they want to put you nah, on the they spot. they want to know. But yeah. they're just genuinely curious. And I'm going, like, whoa, 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 whoa. I haven't, like, it's like, I haven't rehearsed this answer. And then it's like, no one wants to rehearse answer. It's just, like, just tell it how it is. And then, um, but, yeah, and then in due time, like, all these artists like left they left me (laughs) and at the time I was going like what am I gonna do because they one would go overseas one got their own studio space all to themselves another one was just going like no this is not for me and then so I ended up having this huge warehouse space like to myself and I think I was like 19 by that point and I was like I'm not ready for like the whole thing like this was still just a hobby Mm. And then Modicata came to me and they were like, look, we found someone that would share half the space with you. So your rent would be, duh, 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 I can't remember what the rent actually went up to by that, at yeah. that point. But it was like, obviously a lot steeper yeah, like, than like 50, increase, bucks, yeah. so 50 yeah. bucks a week. And then, um, and then, so her name was Rach and she does, um, she was doing like workshops and whatnot. And we worked along each other, alongside each other, um, I think for about a year, a little bit less. I can't actually remember um and then eventually she was the one that said to me i think i'm gonna leave and i'm like oh here we go again i'm like okay now fresh 20 and i'm like this has been going good like yes i had been selling my art but even then it was still a hobby and i wasn't just relying on my art so i was still working with my parents and you know that helped and then um but it was slowly starting to become a real thing for me that I'm like wait hold on even through this process which I didn't think that it was going to be I don't know I didn't sometimes you don't think like what people are going to think of your art yeah. you know so you're not sure if you're even going to like it's sellable and so you always sometimes have these doubts going like mm, are people going to like this but you just don't care you just put it up and just like hey if someone's interested in it well there you go and so i kept getting surprised um when i was like younger and that and then so yeah when rach told me you know like i'm gonna i'm gonna leave and i'm like when she's like going about a month and i was like okay crap what am i gonna do again and then so marketa actually came to me and they were like look you can't stay in that studio but we'll give you this studio so studio 11 so it made me like go closer to like the front of Mm my and I was like, okay. And at the time, I had just built a mezzanine in my studio, so then I could have all of like my, um, you know, like extra canvases and all that, all of, like my stock, like up top. Mm. And so it was like free reign at the bottom. And I was like, I just did this, and then they're like, no, 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 don't worry, like we can build the same thing. It's fine, like we got you. And then I actually still went home and I went to mum and I was like, mum, this is what's happened. My mum is almost like my art manager sort of thing so like she's a business partner in that sense and still to this day we are like hand in hand business partners um and so we run like i mean i run my art the way that i want to but she's just there and like because now we have um like the ice jam like the kombucha and that um so that we've just tied in together and she does have like her own little like desk space within my studio as well um but basically anything even Towards like her business side of things. So like the hospitality all of like the restaurants and whatnot. I've got a massive say in that as well So we're just you we're like business partners, but back in the day. I just thought it was like really cute I'm like mom like this 20 year old going mom. What do I do? And then she's just like take it take it take it take it it took me a week even for me to go back to my account and be like yeah, I'm gonna take it but I took it and then but my massive thing from that point was I it could no longer be a hobby because within this like having this new studio space that meant that I had to open Wednesday Friday and Saturday night so therefore I couldn't work with my parents anymore in their little store so everything that I did had to be my art so I was just like okay that was that went from hobby so full blown, like this is this is my job, mm. and I was freaking out. I was like, okay, I hope I'm making the right decision because I can't see myself not doing that, and I can't see myself just staying in hospitality forever. Let's go, let's do it. So eventually, I just said yes, and then um, that's when people really started to notice me. So um, that studio space in Mukkada was just yeah it was just a huge personal growth thing and like with my art and it just kind of went really good so and then obviously like I introduced like the ice chain like kombucha within it as well which worked really well like alongside it and um, yeah that's that's when I think like a lot of people around the Gold Coast ended up like knowing about me it's like oh yeah the artist from Raquetta like that's that's how
0: And the car as well Everyone's and, like Oh my
1: god <laughs> My car That was actually When it was still Kind of like a hobby Yeah To me <laughs> And then Yeah I had like my first car Like the Mitsubishi Mirage And then one day I don't Oh actually I know what happened My friend Schmick He's an amazing artist As well He came to paint One of the walls At um, At Marketa And Him and this other guy I Didn't know the other guy And they were like just spray painting like graffiti this wall literally across the little laneway from where my studio was and i was just looking at them going like god that looks like fun like just being able to spray paint something and then kelly was around and she did like the reinvented like furniture so she was like sanding something and then just something just clicked and i was like kelly and then she's like yeah and i was like can i borrow one of your sanders and she was like, yeah, why? And I was like, I'm going to paint my car. <laughs> and she was like, what? And I was like, I'm just going to paint my car. And then she was like, all right. And then she gives me her sander. I went at my car, like just at it. And then I just, I went to Bunning straight after that. And then I got some spray paints, and I came back. I taped my whole car up. And then um, it got to like I think eight o'clock at night, and like my parents hadn't heard from me. I didn't have my phone on me, like, and these guys were still like painting the walls. So like there was music going. It was like a whole vibe going Mm. on there at my car in the laneway. And then suddenly my car, like, no, my dad does like a drive through. And then he looks at me. He pops out of his car, and he's just like, "What the hell are you doing?" And I was like, "Ah." And at this point in time, I was like standing on a seat. And spray painting the hood of my car, just like different color, like lines over. it. And then he's like, "What the hell are you doing?" And I was like, "What does it look like I'm doing? I'm painting my car." And then he's like, "Why?" And I was like, "Why not?" And then he's like, "Well," <laughs> and then he just kind of like just stood there for a bit, like paint, like watching me paint my car. And then he's like, "I mean, I really didn't think anything else like that you would do. I mean, of course you're an artist, you're gonna paint your car. Yeah. You know I mean." Anything they give to me has the potential of being painted. So mm. I was like, okay, like, let's, let's do this. And then, yeah, I did like Mandela's on it. I like worked on it for like five days. And then, um, I took it across the street and like the guys across the street, they just, um, they clearly glossed it like professionally. Cause they, they do like car detailing painting, and stuff. detailing, yeah. that sort of thing. So I actually had gone over and I was like, okay, hey, like how much is it going to cost me to like, like coat my car so because i just went at it with like some spray paints and they're like what and then they're like it's enamel right and i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. and it's like oh there's a potential that it might bubble and i'm just like oh i don't care it's, i mean i've already just started car, painting yeah. it like whatever it's my car it's like a little bomb so i'm like why not and then yeah they like charged me like i think like 200 bucks to like coat my car which at the time i was just like that's perfect because there was one condition though i had to tape the whole thing up and then make sure that all oh, you know the windows were covered and all the mirrors and everything that I didn't want obviously obviously sprayed mm. and I had to drive it over with this little corner of like the windscreen like just like not covered yet yeah, to see me. yeah to drive like, I had to drive it obviously across the street but I couldn't see shit yeah and um and then yeah took it there and then drove it back out like a day later and it was full of it and I'm pretty sure it's still being driven to this day um I think I sold it about three years ago to this Brazilian chick. And then I think she left the country and she sold it to this other Spanish chick, which she came to Marquetta to introduce herself to me. She was like, hi, I'm Natalie. I'm driving your car now. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, yeah. It's the best thing that I've ever done since I moved to the Gold Coast. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then so, but it was like pretty rough at the beginning because I'd have random people messaging me saying your car's been stolen. And yeah. I'm like, no, 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 It hasn't been stolen. I sold it. So I had to make it very, very publicly known. I am no longer the owner of that car. Please stop sending me photos of where it is because I knew where she lived. I knew where she worked out. She went to Wells gym at one point and I was just like, oh my God, please stop taking photos of this car. It's not stolen. It's fine. Yeah. So it was actually really funny at the time. But yeah, it's still, Pretty sure, as far as I know, it's yeah, still it's alive
0: still. I've seen it around. Yeah, yeah. It's, doing, it's doing the rounds.
1: Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I love that car.
0: And so the next part is now you're not at Marquetta anymore, no. which is not is you know it's not widely known news. Mm-mm. Um, so what's happened there? Things have changed. What's what's going on?
1: So basically, long story short, I got told that I would no longer be able to have a studio space with my art at Marquetta anymore and then they offered me a space for um the kombucha and like the ice tea and that which i was almost going to kind of like tweak it a little bit and maybe still like obviously have some art around there but it was like a tiny little spot um but with what's going on with like the restrictions and everything i just couldn't do it um it was just so uncertain of how it was going to be and they kind of wanted me to be there from like like paying rent anyways from like the first of July, even if I wasn't trading and with just life at the moment, it just kind of didn't sit well with me. Like I want, like I love my like, and it wasn't anything personal or anything like that. Um, it was just business, um, which it made me sad simply because of just how long I had been there. That's how I kind of, Flourish to where I am now, which I haven't. It's not. This is not the ending goal for me, Mm. but it taught me a lot. So then it was just kind of like for me to leave the space. I was sad, Um, and I remember when they told me, and I was just kind. I kind of sat in my studio and I was crying for like a little bit, and then I was just like, nah. Just you know, I always have this thing. If you're feeling a certain emotion, just like feel it and just work with it obviously not like bottle it up or anything like that so then that's why I was just kind of like there going like like just letting it all out but then at the same time in my mind I was going like okay how am I gonna do this I felt very very homeless at the time I have all of this stuff nowhere to put it had a month to kind of like get myself sorted but also that was a blessing too that we were going through um like the lockdown and everything so Marketo wasn't trading at the time, so therefore I had every single day, like every hour of the day that I could be in there sorting my stuff out, but the very next day I went to a family friend and he's known me for a very, very long time, and he's known my family for a very, very long time, and I basically came unannounced, definitely not invited, knocking on his door, going like, do you have any spots? Because I knew that he had, like, you know, certain locations that were his, um... Any spots on the Gold Coast That You know I could kind of come in and put my art Even as storage space Or you know I could work out of it too And so basically um, He owns this Block of land here in Burley And with a couple of warehouses On it and then he showed me The space and it was actually Just Full of just what I like To call his toys which were like You know like this four wheel drive, this boat this this was a sizzle lift, this just heaps of just stuff like, but it was just the storage space, mm. and I was like look I am literally going to get kicked out in like three weeks, can we work something out, I love this space I love the spot, like I mean it's a warehouse, but in my eyes, when you give an artist like a blank canvas, it's kind of like your mind goes wild, it's like you can do this, 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 lay it out, lay it out in like this sort of way. And so I was just kind of like, it had been a whole 24 hours <laughs> since my cat had told me that, you know, I was needing to leave. And so I was just kind of like still in that mode of like, it's almost like survival instincts. It's like, let's see how we can make this work. And so I brought my mum in again, business partner. She has to come, always has to come along And um, I brought her in the next day, showed her the space, and basically we agreed on it. And um, yeah, that's how I, basically was so quick. Like even to this point, I'm just like thinking about it going like, the series of events that happened to get me to the the spot that I am now was so quick. Um, But I think it was just how it was meant to be. It was just, we had always wanted to like work alongside these guys. So then it was just like the perfect opportunity to just kind of like jump on board and actually do something. And we had all the time in the world. We still have all the time in the world um, to make something pretty cool, like come out of it. And we have an idea of making that spot not only just where my studio is, but like a very artsy collective space. So have quite a few artists around and um, like it's still in progress of like, how we are going to make this work but um first things first is just like the renovations getting like the the warehouses to be like nice and schmick and obviously like not um like leaking or whatever or like rusty doors or whatnot like just clean everything up a bit so then we can have like a clear idea of like how this is gonna like just evolve Mm. um and then for the time being as well in my studio space it's actually starting to look really good again um Took me a little bit it's completely different layout to what i was used to obviously at Makata, i'd been there for so many years and i was just used to that layout and for me to just kind of be like flip into a new space and like it's not a small space either i've got 72 72 square meters but like there's no mezzanine there's no so i was just kind of like looking at literally like a blank like, just an empty room sort of thing. Like, once he had cleared everything out, I was like, okay, how am I going to set this out? And because I do want to have workshops and that in there as well. So, that's something that I never did at Marketa. But it had been on my my mind for, like, quite some time. So, I really want to do that now. And then, um, yeah, it's just... It's making me think in a very different way as well. Because, obviously, right now I don't have, like, the foot traffic as what I did in Marketa. But everything is kind of like online as well like I've already had quite a few of like my clients come in and being like hey I have I have something that I would like you to do and then so they've come into my space and gone like this is amazing what you've done to it already so people are already starting to stick me out see like where I am so um, yeah it's just in the very first steps of a huge evolution progress again so it's almost like clean slate starting from scratch and with all of this time as well, um, I'm kind of reinventing myself. So as we were speaking like before and that, um, it's like my mum put a challenge on me. So it was 100 um, artworks in 10 days. And so if you look at it in like the whole bulk side of things, I freaked out. I was just like, you what? A hun- 100, 100? hundred, And like, did this chick just say that? No, no, <laughs> you've got to be joking me. And just like break it down it's just 10 a day and i'm like still like that's like 10 different concepts like a day so for me if i force something too much it almost feels like a job and like a chore and i kind of don't want to do it so i've actually broken it out i can only work on it so same restrictions though um 10 artworks in one day but i've just spaced the days out a little bit more so i think last night i did like another 10 and then so now I'm up to like the 78 to 80 line and then so yeah I'll finish that soon but um, it's making me look at things that I've never thought that I could kind of draw on that so literally reinventing myself also not being like a judgmental sort of mind because when I was at Marketa I kind of got into this spot where I would paint something you know just like for fun and that but not necessarily just for fun it was like it had to be sellable. So then, like for me, obviously it's still good and fun to do it, but there's a lot of pressure. And so what this challenge is doing to me, it's like removing that pressure and removing, like let's say my judgy eyes, like let's say, because... Yeah, like if you're
0: doing a mandala or something, you know what it's supposed to look like. Yeah, yeah, You have an expectation for yourself, so do your customers. So if you're going to draw something like that, you're like, all right, well... You can easily pick out its wrong doings or its flaws and you're like we'll yep. just, and you're bang already starting to judge, judging yourself. So.
1: Yeah, yeah so I don't have the time to judge no. at this point in time so basically yeah with all of this free time it's just like touching on new things, experimenting with new things and just going back to my really playful side I guess from like where I was like in school like they really forced us like to use different things like shellac and charcoal and permanent markers mixed with like tissue paper or like tissue paper mixed with um like inks and that and sticking them down and doing like dry brushing them on top like just different techniques um right now it's just different concepts Mm. so different designs and different things so that's what i've been like working on under wraps and i haven't even mentioned it to my social media thing either like it's just Mm. been something that i've just been doing like on the down low so
0: and so what are you finding like what are you because I'll ask, I'll ask you that first, then we'll go into like your current or your, your known style. So like, mm. what? So what's coming? You know, up to you're up to seventy now. Yeah. What have you noticed?
1: I've actually noticed that I have far more like design, like concepts or like ideas that I ever thought that I did have, or certain things that I didn't think that I'd be able to draw to that extent, like. It just kind of comes out because, like, everything is freehand, and like the last 30 that I've done actually, no 40 that I've done have been just with a permanent marker, so there has been no pencil involved, no nothing. So I get the idea, and then it's permanent marker straight on paper. And so, obviously, any mistake that I do, like, you either have to work with it or you just kind of bin it and then just start again, but you still have that same risk of doing something wrong because obviously it's a permanent marker um and then so yeah everything's like freehand and the things that are coming out i'm i'm kind of going like whoa i don't even have to do much more to this like i could actually just leave it at that and i'm like super happy to just put it on my wall and just like see it and it's a completely different sort of like style to what i'm used to like obviously it's black and white there's like no color in it which i've been doing like a lot of color and that sort of thing and i've been trying to like steer away from like just like the skulls or like just the cactuses or like the mandalas and stuff or mixing some of those with like different things so like one of the things that i've never really drawn is a like crystals so and i do sell crystals but i've just never drawn them and i just never thought that i kind of could without i don't know, tracing or anything like that so it's just sketching them freehand again i guess i've seen so many so many times that i can just kind of like Mm. sketch them out which is really cool um i think sometimes as an artist you forget not necessarily how good you are but like what you're capable of of like or how quickly you're capable of learning different things because you've done something for so long you can kind of it translates to something else or you can just l- like pick up a new thing very not easily i mean obviously it takes time but it's like you're the hours and hours and hours you have put into like drawing and that you can kind of go back to learning hmm. something new like just just yeah. like that which is what i've been finding i'm like oh again i haven't picked up charcoals in a very very long time and part of my 10 i picked up charcoals and before i used to think oh yeah no i don't kind of like them they're too messy um i'm borderline a little bit like a perfectionist at times so i like my like my clear edges and everything to kind of look a little bit more cleaner and then charcoal doesn't really allow that i mean it does but i just don't know how to use it to that extent and then i did 10 and i ended up putting them up like on my walls like in my studio just because i was so proud of them i was just like wow like these Kind of minimalistic, whatever. But then some of my friends came in and saw them. And I was like, they were telling me I'd get that tattooed on me. And I was like, what? Are you serious? And then they're like, yeah, that's like amazing. And I was just like, whoa, okay. Didn't think that that could be a line of work. And so I think the next 10 that I'll do with charcoal again, um, just because I enjoyed it so much. Mm. So it's just forcing me to look at just different medias as well, which I'm loving at the
0: moment. That's awesome. Yeah, and so I guess what you're known for now, and I kind of did like a bit of, I, I couldn't put my my uh, finger on the word, but you've just already mentioned it today. I'm glad I, sort of, I typed it down. Like your current style, and like you know, mandalas, bait mm. like kind of, and then there's kind of a like Dawn of the Dead type thing, Day yeah. of the Dead, uh, like Calavera is like the, yeah, the
1: Calavera. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I got the right word, and then like t- you know, bones and things like that. Yeah. So what, where does that come from? Like, what is that? Like, I want to understand like. When you put your pen to paper, what made you think of that type of style?
1: So basically, um, like the skulls and like the botanicals in the sense of um, like the cactuses and all of that. I kind of grew up with that. So being from El Salvador, not only do we have like let's say Day of the Dead, that's not really right. our one. it's We're influenced by that, that's for sure. But we've got Cinco de Mayo, which you see a lot of the skulls and that. So I kind of was around that from like a young age. And I think it's just... I drew a skull in high school and then I just it kind of went from that I don't know just the way that you I don't know if you draw a skull you kind of get what I mean but like they're kind of really fun to draw in that sense. but because obviously being in school and me going like I want to draw a skull and if you do OP and that you can't just draw a skull and just be like I drew this skull because I like it no you have to ask like they ask you okay why why did you choose that one or that certain style or where did this idea come from or like you have to always explain yourself because like in your theory work obviously your prac is the painting of the skull your theory work is all the whys and like you make an assignment like you have your assignments and all that so in high school the skulls was not only like more so like a cultural thing um that i like grew up with because like Put all the festivals and everything aside, on, like the um, the other with the, like the the makeup and that. Put all of that aside, and if you look at a skull, you can't judge a skull for the race, culture, what they look like, skin color, young, old, whatever. Like a skull is just a skull. It's just like non. You, you can't really judge it for like who it is. It doesn't criminal. have a title. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, which I actually really liked that. So basically i kind of went to that and then also i wanted to tie it in with something that is living so therefore that's where the mandalas and that's where um like the botanicals come into place or if it's wearing something like an indian headdress or um it's got like flowers coming out from its eyes or something like i always kind of tied it in with something that um is living and it was almost like to represent like the life and death sort of thing like the fine balance between the two um and i i just I just kind of liked to, to draw them and um i am yes yeah, steering away from that just because i wanted to explore like yeah other concepts and other different things so everything that i do now like what well, that i did Um, like so you've got the skulls the botanicals, the mandalas, you've got the galaxies the galaxies are like my main feature for like backgrounds and that, Um, I do love to do like the little stars and like a little shooting star or you know like the um, moons and that sort of thing but just not only just going away from that to explore different things but it's also looking at that and then being like okay how can I create it in a different way. The same sort of thing but in a different way. So instead of like just doing like a little galaxy sort of thing, um, it's probably easier if from like the actual sketches themselves, but I've been doing like moons and almost making them look into you know those beautiful sort of like frames that have like the swells and like the patterns and everything on them. Kinda like that, that's been like one little thing that's been coming out. Or, like, not only just the skulls, but obviously if i like to draw the, the, I don't know, the crystals and that and just tying that all in together, um, just different things. Um, not because I'll stop doing it. Again, it's just I wanted, like, new skills and new, yeah, just getting comfortable with different things. Mm. So, That's yeah.
0: awesome. Um, now, what is it about, about art, about painting, like, using things with your hands, drawing what makes it enjoyable to you
1: that's that's a good question because I just feel it's almost if you ask a surfer like what makes it feel good to just not catch a wave but just duck your head under the water like we just it's just the feeling like you are able to create something that you've just seen in your mind. Or you've put it together from a series of things that you have seen and you make it with your own two hands like it's very it's very satisfying it's very blissful almost Um, because if you ever no one ever really gets to see this because again with me and my art I'm like pretty
0: um,
1: like like I'm always kind of like alone like obviously like I have friends come through Um, and they see me pains and that but when i'm like at my true true like happy content thing i'm usually by myself i'm playing my music usually it is late at night i'm a massive night owl so um i stay up till god awful hours of the night early in the morning um but i'm just i sometimes even just dance around my studio and people think sometimes when i post that like on social media where I'm just kind of like bopping around the shoot. It's like, oh, she just kind of like put that on No, I literally do that I'll just dance around a little bit and then I'll come back and I'm like sitting down or like if I'm painting something on like a massive um, Sort of like wooden board thing. I'm just kind of like grooving and It's just this sense of happiness that I have when I'm like really in that creative um, Vibe so kind of hard to just put into words except for just saying that. It's just very... Uh, it makes you happy. It just makes me happy. Yeah, for sure. So I can do it whenever, like all the time. And I'm... It's, it's amazing because maybe it's also the location too, but I find myself in this studio in Burley a lot more than, like, I was in that Mercator. I don't know. It's just maybe it's because I have heaps of time or... I don't really have a set time to be there, but I'm like always there or around or just about to go back, even on like a Saturday dream. <laughs> I've never really had Saturdays off, and sometimes like Friday and Saturdays off, since I was like 16, because I've always been like working on chat and that, hospitality wow. nights and that. And right now, because obviously like, all of that's kind of like done <laughs> for the time being, I've been there so many nights. And it's it's insane i it's like my friends would call me where I you studio typical where else would she be i'm there so often mm. so um I, yeah i think it's like the location as well that it changes things as well And just everything's like you're so immersed in it yeah I'm totally immersed yeah it. and i think it's also like with the challenges that i've got going on too mm. and like just really experimenting in that it makes me really want to be in the studio and there's so much new stuff it's a very new it's like a new era for me yeah it's just it's changed a lot mentally in Mm. my mind so it's good
0: and like with some like obviously the one i've got hanging in my room you know it's good to be here Mm. like you've got lots of messages in i would say a few of your um,
1: a lot. <laughs> yeah, a
0: lot of them have words. You know, yeah. Where, yeah. are you trying to convey a message, or are you, where are you getting these quotes from? Is it what you think? Um, like,
1: it's what I think, but I'm no poet or any of that sort of thing. Um, I tweak some of them, um, make some of them shorter or longer or whatever, or combine some of them. I actually have a couple of like sketch sketchbooks that are just filled with quotes from like the internet and that sort of thing and i don't use like 90 percent of them i will not ever use but it almost inspires me to sometimes tweak other ones to kind of convey more of a message in the way that i want it to be like one of the ones that i do have um it was actually meant to be for like university but i switched it to like the universe so like in just you know it's okay if you don't save another person and, and just it, like it's not it's okay if you don't save someone else but just save like yourself in that sense like you've got to like take care of yourself at times and that one actually was um meant to be a little bit more towards yeah it was literally spoken like in university but like I just tweaked the words um to make it convey the message that I want it to convey sort of thing um and it makes the artworks more personal mm. too so not only do you have something that you like to look at um but it actually means something to people. And it your
0: feeling, gives you something to relate to. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And um, the It's Good to Be Here one, actually, I didn't think that I was going to like it. it. Not necessarily like it. I don't do anything that I don't like, but I didn't think it was going to be so there in my life that I would want to ride it on a lot of things. But everything that I do have at the moment, so like my skateboard, I'm actually about to put it on my wakeboard, um, my bike I've put It's good to be here On every of those things And I was thinking about painting my new car Which is not a new car But an oldish car um, And that was going to be like the main Quote that was going to be on it It's good to be here um, Just It kind of came to Just wherever you are It is good to be here So it kind of puts you back into like that present moment And just being Grateful just for where you are, like no matter where you are, or even if you're just there, you're able to be there. Like it's just it's good to be here. Um, depending on who reads it, will take it in, in a different way. So sometimes people would read that and be like, oh, in your surroundings, but or where you are. But some people could actually take it to the point of like it's actually good to be here, like literally still on this earth. Like depending if it's like um, mental. Things like that are going on, or I don't know. Like, I know a lot of people are dealing with depression, anxiety, whatever, la la la. And just I've come across a lot of those people, and they've come into my studio and they've looked at these quotes. But then this one is a very almost like a gentle, subtle one. It doesn't have to be like, you know, like you've got this girl, like that sort of thing. No, it's just it's a very it's good to be here, like in any sense of that so yeah um, I'm kind of exploring like different quotes now as well that I can put into my new artworks as well but that's the one that's very up there at the moment um, for me, especially in my life That's awesome at this time so yeah.
0: I like that yeah well you know I've got one now so <laughs> I see it every day it's good yeah. Now we've mentioned them before, but I can't not mention your parents. You know, it appears like you know. Obviously, you talked about business partners and things like that. Mm-hmm. But your mum and dad seem to have. You're very family orientated, and it appears that they've had like great influence from some of the stories that you've told today mm. in in the way you've gone about. You know, I guess your career mm. or your journey in terms of art. So, um, if you don't know Anna's parents, you probably do know them <laughs> <laughs> because you've probably had some you know hot nachos or a burrito <laughs> or something from them. So. Uh, they've owned many hospitality gigs on the Coast. Yeah. So they had Los, like Los Santos down to Carumben And then they're
1: really known for just taking over kitchens. Yeah. Like, so basically some people would know them from Nobby's where they took over like the bakery that was in the middle of where the arc is. And, um, where little beans used to be, yeah. There was um, a little bakery there next to the kebab place.
0: Before the fire. Before the oh, fire. Oh, we've had oh <laughs> had conspiracies on this show before <laughs> about the the Hugo's fire. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, but yeah, basically they took that over, and it was hilarious at the beginning. It really was because we were only open from I think four five till midnight, which on the weekends, it would go to, like, sometimes 1 in the morning, which we're probably not meant to do.
0: But, anyway. Yeah, I think I actually remember this, yeah, like, because I worked <laughs> at Nobby's and Bine, So, the, yeah, yeah, I remember you saying, like, like the yeah. rush,
1: yeah. the rush is over, or yeah. whatever, like, yeah. So, basically, when, like, all the other bars close, like, they're hungry. So, who wouldn't want, like, nachos or freshly cooked enchiladas and taquitos, like, after a night out? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. We were packed but then we had these people that would come obviously at night drunk as shit yeah. and then I'd almost have to help them eat their food it was so funny I have so many stories about this place yeah. and I was 17 at the time so I couldn't actually go out obviously but it felt like I didn't need to go out because I was constantly surrounded by drunk people and like yeah people that are partying and whatnot. But then they come that next morning, because obviously, you know, they either live around the area or they just like Nobbies or they just... Yeah, that's where it's they the get their cool yeah. or whatever. They'd come in the morning and they'd look up at the sign and everything says bakery. And they're going, wait, did I hallucinate that I ate nachos from this place? And the funny thing was that <laughs> I think the um, the owner of the bakery kind of just either like to take the piss on people or... He was just kind of like, I, I don't know what was wrong with him, but they would go in and be like, wait, was this, is this not like a Mexican place? And then he's like, no, man, it's, it's a bakery. Read and the then, sign. <laughs> yeah, read the sign. And then, so this confused ass person, obviously very hungover, turns around going like, I wonder what I actually ate then because I could have sworn it was nachos or did I just dream the whole thing? And then, so eventually, obviously people figured out, okay, bakery by day. Mexican thingy At night Yeah Um So we took that one over We've been at Marqueta For about like Seven years now Doing all the Corporates All the Gigs Concerts Everything You name it We took over the kitchen At Carumbin At the Um it wasn't the RSL one, but anyways. another. So around,
0: around that area, yeah, some little gig yeah. place. Yeah, we
1: took over the kitchen for that, which was not meant to be for, like, a restaurant or event or any of that. That was actually just meant to be our commercial kitchen that we could actually do all of the um, food prep and that for Marketa. But then people just, or takeaway, you know, people would come in and, like, order or, like, we'd serve, like, the guys, like, downstairs, yep. like but it just blew out of like just anything and then we actually had to like recreate the space to make it look very nice and you know like restaurant sort of style thing and then yes that became a restaurant and then they sold the place which was we knew that that was going to happen but we were just like helping them in the selling of the place and so obviously we had to
0: move out move
1: move all that out we're kind of like okay then just sent my cat and then we've popped up at even like at canvas wallace we used to take over the kitchen at canvas wallace um god so many places but yeah so they've been in the whole hospitality side of things yeah. so the
0: gold coast is small you've probably seen him around i'm no doubt i think 100%. if you're listening right now <laughs> um what's it what is your only a few questions left Anna. What, uh marcella sorry what what has been your favorite piece of yours that you still have and then your favorite piece that you've sold
1: um You know how when you're not meant to pick Like a favourite child This is what it kind of Comes down to And they all kind of feel like my babies <laughs> Um I, I Honestly don't think I could answer that Like I genuinely Always depends on like my mood as well So if you ever see like my art I've got different The same sort of style over the whole thing but I've got different sort of ways to do do it so sometimes I'm painting just with acrylics sometimes I'm like collaging things and then like modifying them and like putting little dots and putting little patterns and stuff on it but it's more collage based. Sometimes I'm literally painting like sculpture based things so I'll get an old surfboard and I'll like nail things into it and just do random things to it or like painting skateboards and that sort of thing. So, it's just really hard to choose something. And I've done so much so over the many, years yeah. that I'm kind of like, no, I don't. I probably, like, the one that's, that I still have, which is a surfboard, which is the first surfboard that I ever did, and I actually got a lot of jobs from that. So, um, I've tried, like collabed with the guys at Harvest here in Burley, and they hand-shape. Um, Like all the surfboards that I will sell, you know, like ride completely rideable and everything. And um, I still have the first one that I ever did. And so that would probably be the one that I would pick. But I love all the things kind of that I've done. And some of them have been very surprising. It's taken me a few months to kind of really see how good they are. Mm. You know, Sometimes because obviously you're very judgy. Yourself, like as an artist, so. If
0: people come in and you want to buy that, you get you "Oh, really? You want to buy
1: that?" Oh, there's been so many times where I didn't even think something was sellable, yeah. And someone has come and gone, like, "How much for that?" And I'm like, "Just give me a second to just recollect my thoughts to actually be able to give you a prize because I was not intending that to be like sellable, sellable sort yeah. Of thing. And they've gone like, "No, but I love it. It's perfect. I've got like the perfect wall." like in my house or in my office or in whatever and I'm going like what? I don't know and then things that I've sold No. nah, nah. That, that's too hard too hard
0: my favourite I don't know if you still got it it's like I looked at it last night it's like the like a moose head or something oh like, yes like an antelope head with with its horns
1: some it. Um, I don't
0: know it's all it's been mandala it's like a resin thing ah,
1: yeah, yeah like big yeah. horns like yeah. yeah
0: yeah and it's like a, I don't know how so to describe it so the actual it. one yeah, yeah. Like, like the 3d one that you can yeah. touch yeah, yeah yeah oh that's probably yeah my i've favorite. actually
1: got a because there that was a resin cast so i've got a couple of them left but they're all different all different colors all so different. you get the
0: skull is that right yeah just like in just plain white resin or is it like that um, skeleton colour? Like the
1: bone sort of colour. Color, but sometimes I tweak them too. So then I remember I did one of them and I did it like a dream catcher, like inspired one. So yeah. I hung things from it and it had like a little sunflower on the side. But then it had like heaps of like greenery on it and that. Yeah, no, that one's old. Yeah. <laughs> that one's gone. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I had a few of them um, made up. and then Just
0: the head or it came with the horns as well? Yeah, it came with the horns. Yeah, we well. wow. Yep. No, that's, that's probably my favourite, and yeah. if you have a look on um, Marcella's Instagram, you'll be able to see that. Um, mm-hmm. It's quite prominent. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's up in your world besides um, besides art? Anything else much going on? I know you're back at the gym, like you're wakeboarding, like, is there anything else yeah. uh, that's, that's popping off in Marcella's world?
1: Um, during lockdown and stuff, I also picked up snorkelling, so I am currently driving a, my parents' van around because they're not really using it at the moment, obviously. Um, they can't because there's no events there's no corporate gigs there's nothing that's going on at the moment um, so I'm driving that around I have my snorkel gear in there my wakeboard in the back I've got two skateboards in there just in case like I bump into a friend and then they don't have their skateboard um, and obviously because I paint the skateboard yeah
0: sorry right. that was a question I didn't miss out well, like <laughs> I think you reminded me like you do skateboards surfboards eat on your wakeboard Like, yeah
1: I paint pretty much anything nowadays Um I recently had um, one of my clients come through asking me where my new studio was and I sent them the address and they had their kids the back metal part of their kids cruiser bikes right and they came in and they were like hey this is just kind of like rusted up whatever we were thinking you could maybe do something on it and I'm like what were you thinking because I'm like I've never painted I mean I painted my bike multiple times before but I've never done anything like you know proper like to for someone else and so she was like, "Oh, we're thinking galaxy thing." They turned out so good. Like I was really impressed. I was just like, "Whoa, okay." I'm actually thinking that I kind of want to do this. So it was just this galaxy-inspired thing for their um, their two kids. And so they've gone off and obviously like riding with them and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I will paint pretty much anything. Like, mm. you, you bring me in your car, I'll paint it. Like, Yeah. Um, wakeboard i'm about to um paint a snowboard um snowboards are a tricky thing because of like the flex on them and also same thing with the wakeboard so if you've got more like a stiffer board especially if you want to use it it's easier because therefore the paint will not crack but that's why i painted mine i also it was a secondhand board and i bought the brand new like boots and bindings but um, yeah so I just it was almost like a test so I will if, if I want to test something I'll do it on something that I own and then um, so then I'll be able to really give a good clear like this is gonna work for you or not so mm. I don't want something like just breaking on someone I yeah know, right, yes just randomly without me thinking that that was like a possibility because like if like let's say painting of a car if it can potentially bubble up because like that's what they told me so I'm like if someone was to come in with their car and I'm like look I know that enamel works pretty well. There's still, like, a potential little risk, but it didn't happen on my car. You just let the person know if the person's okay with it, well, then go right ahead. Like, yeah. I think I'm going to be painting a motorbike soon. Um, I've got, like, one guy that's been kind of very persistent, and he really wants me to paint his motorbike. So I might be doing that soon as well, so keep you all updated on that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty, that's so pretty much sort it. So
0: the snorkelling, What's happening there?
1: Um. Well... It got to a point where it was really, really cold. So I kind of didn't do it for a little bit. And um, because I don't wear like wetsuits or anything like that. But I still go swimming like all the time. But just to spend so much time in the water, I could kind of freeze. But it's getting to like today, I could easily, easily go snorkeling. Mm. But it's just because wakeboarding has kind of taken that over a little bit. Mm. So wakeboarding is my thing um, at this point in time, especially because I don't know when... Will be able to like leave the country, so therefore, I don't know when I'm going to be able to snowboard again. So, um, that's just my new hobby that I've picked up, and then so I'm really happy about that, though. So, um, but you yeah, know, aside from that, I'm just skating around as well, just cruising, um, mm. and then gym takes up a lot of my time too.
0: Yeah,
1: um, I'm pretty much there like most days, obviously, that's where we see each other,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, and then just spending time like with my family, and then like some some friends and that I've been a little bit like on the down low and especially when it comes to like going out and that I don't really drink anymore yeah um, so I think it kind of came from last year where I didn't drink for like eight and a half months almost nine months like at all and then it just makes me see everything differently like I don't really have to spend money on like alcohol to have fun yeah but that's just me personally I know everyone's like different in that but yeah when i travel yeah i do drink so i'm like may as well spend that money traveling then, or then, then yeah. whatever but even then i've got someone challenging me to um on like my next like trip and especially like snowboarding trip to not drink at all for the entire time down there and obviously me being me i love a good challenge i'm actually considering taking it so mm. We'll see what happens. Then. Yeah, like, yeah. Embrace
0: where you are, what you're doing, depending on the situation. Yeah, you know, like that's great. No, I'm I'm the same. You know, like people say, you know, go to birthdays or you go to events or you go out on just a sad day. I'm like, well, I'm not necessarily going to have a drink, like, mm. but I'm I'm quite happily having a few drinks at a festival. Yeah, that's what I'm there for. I'm there to relax, celebrate, have a dance. You know, yeah. and that's but just on the average Joe Blow sad day, it's yeah. like. I'm not doing Yeah. So
1: this was completely different to anything that I've ever done because most, most of the time it's always been like a challenge or like someone has bet me something or whatever. Um, but now I've just gone to that point where it's just, I don't, I don't really want to like, and then if I do want to, I will because Mm. I'm like, why not? Like we're here to like live life, enjoy. If I want to have a drink, I'll have a drink, but Mm. it's very, very rare nowadays Mm. that I will have a drink. So
0: Mm. feel better. (laughs) Like your last question. What's an ideal day for Marcella? So this question is posted to. I, you know, I provide this example on each episode. My friend Aaron was s- surfing in the morning and snowboarding in the day, and I think we did something in the afternoon. So it's very. Oh, so we can go wild with you this. You didn't do anything on this <laughs> day, so.
1: <laughs> All right, sweet. That that. Yeah. Okay.
0: Some people take it as, "Oh, what's my ideal work day? No, no, no. What is your ideal day. picturesque? What would you do?"
1: Yeah. Okay. So I would wake up seven o'clock in the morning, and then be all like nicely excited, being like, "Okay, we've had some fresh snow. Get all my gear on. Go snowboarding for maybe like an hour, two hours. The morning's always the best for me. Um, I love just waking up to the snow and that. And then wild, taking a dip in the ocean." <laughs> I need I need that ocean and like Sun so I would love it to be a blue bluebird day and then um, probably just have have a drink and not actually like an alcoholic drink but just even if it's just like a water or like a fresh juice or something with like some friends that either I've been on like snowboarding with or like just bumped into them so like let's say pretend that I'm like here in Burley Beach and just sit in the Sun for a little bit drink that have something to eat maybe and then um just cruise around in the afternoon i don't really have much plans i like watching the sunset in the afternoons um if anything though i would probably go back to either the snowboarding or the wakeboarding um snowboarding is really high up there on my list i just i love it and then maybe go for a dance go to, like, not a club, definitely not a club, but, like, <laughs> just, like, a bar or something with some really good, either your deep house music or a little bit more, like, just, like, get your groove on sort of thing. And then I'd probably spend the entire night painting. That would be... To combine everything that I love to do, that would be my ideal day. Like, because my nights, I love them for the painting. That's when I get creative in that. So definitely... But just, just gotta like get that little bit of like a social thing in there somewhere. So a little dance maybe for like an hour or so, and i would, like just jump back into the studio and just chill out for the rest of yeah. That. That's that would amazing. Be, that'd be my day.
0: It's very uh, it's a very sensory overload when you think about it. You're like, oh, what what do I want to do? Yeah, You're no, like, because like, if there was, do, why don't I already do this? Like you know, yeah. but obviously there's life commitments.
1: <laughs> no, and also here on the Gold Coast we have no mountains to snowboard on, so no. it's just kind of like mm, yeah, we kind of have to. <laughs> that's when it becomes almost like very surreal to have that sort of day mm. but yeah
0: awesome that,
1: that would be that would be my day
0: thanks so much for coming on Anna no, Marcella worries. sorry <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's Anna Marcella for anyone that got confused <laughs> um, but yeah no, I do like my little name but I'm Marcella
0: I've had a very nice conversation. Thank you so much for coming on. No, thanks for having me. Not one sip of water you've been talking. Oh my God, I've been talking to this. No, that's good. That's what we're here for. So thanks so much for coming on for a conversation and um, I'll get out there soon to the listeners. Yeah,
1: well, thank you.
0: (laughs) To finish off, as always, thanks for listening. I really do appreciate it as this is a passion of mine. Don't forget to leave a review, it helps other people find the show and please share this episode on your social media or tell a friend to continue spreading the message of cooking goals. You can sign up to our weekly email by clicking the link in the description of this episode and follow our Instagram at The Cooks Community, we are also available on Facebook. Until next time, remember to breathe.